0: Hi there, you're listening to the Guitar Speak podcast, produced here in Sydney, Australia. My name is Matt Wakeling, and thank you so much for joining me. Now today, we are taking a slightly different tack to our usual interview-based show. We've actually got a concert review for you today, and uh, I'm talking about Alice Cooper, supported by Ace Freely at the Sydney Horton Pavilion, October 21, 2017. I was invited to attend as a reviewer from Revolutions Per Minute Publicity, and uh, thanks to Jade for that invite. They were the people who teed up our Def Avana interview uh, a few episodes ago on the Guitar Speak podcast. It's actually the second time I've been to the Horden in the last few weeks. I saw Dream Theater there a few weeks ago, which was also an, an incredible show. Really, really cool. So Saturday night got to the uh, got to the Horden in time to catch Ace. Freely. now you've got to understand. For me, Ace was my first guitar hero and not just me probably half the rock and roll guitar playing population feels the same way but as a kid seeing Ace with the makeup and doing all the Kiss albums and all the, all the videos and stuff Ace was a, a huge influence even before I started playing guitar and my first album actually was Kiss Double Platinum which was sort of a greatest hits release I think it came out about 78 or something I got it in '80. Oh boy, 81 I think, so my first uh, album on on double vinyl, Um, so I've been a huge fan. Now, to come clean, my first vinyl okay, was actually uh, The Village People, the single You Can't Stop the Music um, with Milkshake as the B-side, but I stand by it, I stand by that, Um, but yeah, Kiss was my first full length full-length album, and uh, I don't have the um, vinyl anymore, but I still have that that album on on CD and and, and bust it out. had Detroit Rock City on there, which was and still is my favourite Kiss tune. So anyway, Ace was the first guitarist I noticed that it sort of made sense that the way he was moving his fingers was actually creating these guitar solos. I guess I picked that up from a video or or something, but... um, yeah, so he was, he was probably the first guy I noticed creating guitar solos. The other really notable one was Prince uh, doing Let's Get Crazy. Anyway, anyway, back to Ace, so opening up for, for Alice Cooper. He was in super good form. I don't know if you've read uh, much from some of his former bandmates, about uh where where he is at but I wasn't sure what to expect. But Ace was in, in great form, 66 years old, and just smashing it, playing really, really great and 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 singing a bunch of the tunes. Um sounded sounded fantastic. He had a couple of vintage Marshall cabs right behind him. Um I assume they they were plugging the something some sort of Marshall head I'm guessing. Um and of course, he was playing a bunch of Les Pauls. He had one with this sort of mirror encrusted finish. He had another beautiful um, flame flame maple with a tobacco sunburst kind of finish. That was a really beautiful looking LP Les Paul. And um, of course, he had his his smoking triple pickup cherry sunburst. Um, I, I was sort of towards the back for Ace's set, but but it looked uh, pretty much like a dead ringer for one of his um, signature models from Gibson with the with the neck pickup removed to allow for the smoke during the uh, the unaccompanied solo. Which was kind of cool to see. I'll 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 talk more about that in, in a little while. But um some of the tunes, it was great to hear some of the Kiss classics um like back in the New York Groove, obviously an ace signature tune. Um, that that was super cool. Shocked me. Um Detroit Rock City, I wasn't expecting him to do that, but he did. His drummer sang it and did a fantastic job. And um, that was super cool. That was my highlight, obviously, um, of of the A set. And um, again, just his parts, beautiful, great tone, and just he just laid into the parts um, as you would have expected, you know, back in the day. Fantastic job. And he closed with Juice, which was which was awesome. So again, those riffs were just smashed out. Really great band, four piece, you know, just another second guitar player, bass, drums, and and they all they all sang. So pretty pretty cool set, pretty cool set from, from Ace Freely. Gotta say the Horden was um really full. Oh again for the Dream Theatre um show, that was a big crowd too, but they did have some of the side areas sort of curtained off, just just knocking out a couple of rows. So um for for the Alice Cooper Ace Freely gig, um those those curtains were gone and the Horden was was pretty chockers. So during the break um, between Ace and Alice, a um, bunch of people cleared off the floor, so I uh, ended up getting a really good spot. I was probably about 20 metres from the stage, kind of planted in front of Ryan Roxy on, on stage right. Now, I've never been to an Alice Cooper show, but I've got to say, I was blown away. And uh I mean first up, Alice Cooper is in super good, super good form. He must be hitting around 70 years of age, but had the crowd in the palm of his hand and just delivered the songs. Really delivered them. And he sang great, sound sounded fantastic. I mean the other thing that was was super obvious was just the intensity of the band. So just quickly talk through this. Ryan Roxy, Tommy Henrickson, and Nita Strauss on guitars, like a three-guitar army absolutely unbelievable so so well rehearsed like the parts were so well orchestrated and a lot of the time it was uh ryan roxy and um and nita strauss in the limelight taking a lot of the solos a lot of the harmony parts with uh tommy henriksen really filling out the rhythm textures although he he stepped out and smashed out some killer solos as well super good but just beautifully orchestrated guitar so you know, three electric guitars in a band, it's, it's not unheard of these days, but to do it well, you need, you know, obviously to plan your, your tones and your parts very, very carefully. And um, the front of house mix was brilliant. So three guitars absolutely worked in this band. Nita Strauss, if you know her work at all, she's uh, obviously brings the modern shred kind of edge to the material. So, you know, she's up there playing a bunch of vibing. RGs and S-series guitars, the Floyd Rose. Um and just yeah yeah it's the more contemporary heavier kind of a tone she was incredible incredible and Ryan Roxy um man what a player what a player really straddles you know old school with I don't know just a, a contemporary intensity and um again unreal tones like between him and, and Tommy. Tommy Henrickson, it was like a Gibson factory up there. So um, let me just quickly go through Ryan Roxy's guitars. Uh, I saw saw uh, he had a couple of Firebirds. Um, he had an LP special with a with a P90 he, that only came out um, for the second tune, which I think was no more Mister Nice Guy. From memory, um, that sounded awesome. That that P90. Uh, he had a three three five. Had a Les Paul. Had um, an Epiphone Explorer. Sounded great. Busted out the SG Double Neck, the 12 and the 6, for Only Women Bleed. And um, just sounded great all night. Really classic, classic rock kind of tone. He busted out a few effects. There was, I could hear some trem. Uh, I heard a uni vibe at one stage in the night, which was, which was really, really cool. And then on the opposite side, Tommy Henriksen had, um, had this really cool 3. I think it was a 335. Might have been a solid body. Is that a 355, I think? But that that kind of style. With a really cool finish, kind of this black and white, splotchy finish. Um, had a green SG triple pickup. Super cool. Probably maybe Guitar of the Night. I don't know. That was cool. Had a great Firebird. I think he got a Les Paul out, perhaps at one stage as, as well. Chuck uh, Garrick on bass, just sat on his Precision all night long playing Super Fat Lines. That was great. As well, so really great tones. I couldn't see any amps on stage. There was obviously lots of Alice's um, stage props and things and some, uh, some cool kind of backdrops. Um, no amps, so they're obviously running in-ears and um, some kind of off-stage amps. I, I didn't have access to the stage, so I can't verify whether they're using um, like a directory, like an Axe or something, or if they're micing stuff off-stage for, for this tour. At any rate, the tones were great. Super fat, super present, and um, like I said, the three the three guitar players worked brilliantly well together. So it was cool. So it was cool. Now, um, Alice Cooper, of course, is the is the king of theatrical rock. So he had you know some of his um, trademark moves. He had the guillotine. He had the um, the Frankenstein, the giant Frankenstein on stage. Um, that he turned into during uh be my Frankenstein, of course, great tune from the early nineties, um, what else had the nurse came out, had a couple of ghouls, a couple of skeleton ghouls hanging hanging around now, for me, yeah, to be honest, I mean, the crowd went nuts during some of these moments for me these these weren't a big deal because I was so into the band. the band was just throwing down between. Alice and the Five Musicians, they were just super delivering this stuff with 100% commitment. So it sounded great. And the songs the songs are really strong rock tunes too. So, I don't know, A Few Heights, Department of Youth, Billion Dollar Babies, Woman of Mass Distraction. Um, I'm 18, closing off the set. And then the encore, of course, was School's Out with a little bit of Pink Floyd, Brick in the Wall, thrown in for, for good measure and uh and that was a show super tight show, not a lot of banter uh apart from the the theatrics but yeah i mean I could, I could take it or leave it if if um some of that stage stuff goes on much like with Ace with his smoking guitar during the unaccompanied guitar solo that's that's cool, and obviously it's a big part of ace's history and for fans to see that that you know that's probably pretty cool and again, the crowd went off for ace's smoking <laughs> guitar um but for me, for for both sets, I was just I was just into the bands, uh, both bands, just playing really hard, really intensely, and uh, delivering you know these classic tunes in in excellent form. So all in all, great show, really great show. So again, my thanks to Jade from Revolutions Per Minute. And uh, if you were at the show, I'd love to know what you thought. Do um, you agreed with some of my thoughts? If you had some other insights, I'd love to hear them. We're on Facebook, Guitar Speak Podcast. Uh, on Facebook, or also Instagram. So if you want to drop us a note up there, perhaps, that'd be cool. All right, now coming up on our show, uh, we're back into interview mode. Um, Coming up, we've got Sydney instrumentalist Simon Raffalo with some great new music coming out. And also, uh, another episode uh, after that will be Joel Hoekstra, current guitarist with Whitesnake, Uh, has also recently played with Cher and is about to go on tour with Trans-Siberian Orchestra. So a couple of great episodes coming up. So make sure you are subscribed to us on uh, iTunes podcasts, sorry, Apple podcasts, I should say, um, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Okay, thanks for joining me. My name's Matt Wakeling. You've been listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. Catch you next time. Bye now.